Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace and I am joined in studio by my team member, Mary Baker. Hey there, Mel. Hello, the newly engaged Mary Baker. It hasn't worn off its luster yet. I'm still very excited. (laughs) I'm really hoping that I could sing at the wedding because really I'm so good at it. Um, But we are also joined in studio by Kristen Howlett. She is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Hello, Kristen. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Back Back again. again. (laughs) Um, I posted in the interoffice, we have a private Facebook group for our office um, that I was back with like a cat, like aggressively typing on her laptop (laughs) because that's me because I'm back, back from from Florida. Um, How was your vacation? It was fun. It was fun. It was good. It was good to see my friend and uh, her husband, and I stayed with them and and their two kids. So um, they're just adorable. Four and That's two. It's nice to catch up, right? Yeah. I walked through the door, and Liam, he's two. He goes, "Hi, friend." <laughs> just like kept saying that all all weekend. So they're the cutest. Um, <clears throat> Very but, nice. Yeah, but it's it's good to be back though. Back I agree with water. what you said earlier. You said. Um, that you feel like you came back and the leaves completely changed and it started to fall. I 1000% agree. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't like this last week. It was not like this. I left and went to 90 degree weather, came home and it is, it's fall y'all. You look like it's fall. I look like it's winter. I know. Now I'm having like a a heat stroke over here with the lights so high. If you watch us on Facebook, so um, I haven't shared it yet. I will um, once Mary takes over here. (laughs) But uh, we are live um, on Facebook. So if you're friends with Sharon Costa McNamara, Sharon is not here tonight. Um, She had a couple appointments that she was going to tonight. So we said, you know what? Don't worry. Relax at your appointments (laughs) and uh, we'll take over. And then we, um, we, we sort of convince Kristen to join us. <laughs> if you are watching us on Facebook, you can see that we have margaritas. <laughs> cheers to doing uh, the radio show. Cheers, cheers to Mary. Cheers to Mary. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cheers and to Sam. Mary and Sam. Um, okay. So tonight 
we are going to be talking about real estate terms. So it's terms, acronyms that are uh, pretty common in the real estate world. So somebody who might not be familiar with the business or buying or selling a home might hear these terms being thrown around. And we're going to sort of talk about those, right? This is one of my favorite topics, actually. Oh, okay. Um, so does anybody remember, and I don't know if I, so I went to a parochial school, um, St. Margaret's in Arlington Catholic, and we had these things called white books and they were vocabulary books. So I get super excited about vocabulary. I don't know why, or like just acronyms, synonyms, everything. I'm I'm just, this is Sharon's stats. This is, this is my forte. Yeah, she, she I don't sometimes know. says like you say these words and I'm just like I don't huh? know what what what's your word? I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna go with it. It makes all sense. the lingo. And then Sharon will be like, You've said that word a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> it's my word of the week. Word of the week, word of the week. But okay, so I thought that maybe we can start off with like what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Um so if you look through sort of uh you know the first section of your agenda that I worked on. Um, I'm gonna give Kristen the first one. Okay, yeah, Ooh. give Kristen the first one. I'm gonna go grab my laptop so you guys take over is is your headphones not working i don't know are they i don't know i can't i don't have your ears i I have mine here um we'll fix that yeah we'll fix that so uh mary take over so Kristen, this is an this is the fundamental, right? And mm-hmm. I think it gets confused a lot. what is the difference between a salesperson a real estate salesperson and a realtor oh well <laughs> a loaded sales- question a sales, but well, they both are licensed. Yep. A realtor is just a designation. We're part of a membership of realtors. So, We've, what membership do we as Boston? So, at Boston Connect, we are all realtors, National Association of Realtors, and we belong. So, we belong to the National Association of Realtors, aka NAR, NAR, mm-hmm. and MAR, Massachusetts Association of Realtors. Correct. Um, and then, what's the <laughs> But I feel like I'm quizzing you. Um, Lay it on me. So what is one standard that I think realtors, not think, but no, realtors operate at that um, real estate salespeople are not um, required? Ethics. Code of ethics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the code of ethics? Um, a list of a, you know, kind of rules that we we abide by. Yeah. It's, as- it's, it's to operate us in a... Um, truthful and transparent manner and in the best interest of your clients, but also cooperate with other agents essentially and kind of operate on the up and up. And um, one thing I think that our code of ethics and belonging to MAR and NAR, so those two associations and even at our local board. So you're probably part of South Shore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, South Shore Realtors, right? Um, and I personally am part of the Greater Boston Board. But by being a realtor and having um, those boards kind of behind you, what we have is an arbitration. So if if there was ever a code of ethics violation, mm-hmm. there's a standard that we're held to, right? And if somebody wanted to make a complaint, they could do so and we could be seen by our essentially board of ethics, right? So realtor to realtor, we could Real, do- Realtor mm-hmm. to realtor, yep. So not that this would ever happen, but if you ever- Never happened Did any, something that- right. <laughs> that um, I thought you violated your code of ethics, yep. I would file a complaint. Grievance. Grievance. Right. And then you would state your case and- And vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a judge and jury, right? It's, it's um, you're stating your case in front of a board of peers. Mm-hmm. 
So I think realtors and even, you know, everybody here at Boston Connect Real Estate is a realtor, not a real estate salesperson. Um, I feel like we lean into the code of ethics a lot and say, you know, we have a standard operating procedure of what or a um, standard at which we have to abide to. Agreed. Um, and that's why. And I think we also talk about it as things come up, as they change, mm-hmm. as they as they progress. Yeah. Yeah, because we all know that real estate is an ever-changing world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Amen. I'm back. Next, next one. <laughs> all right, you're back just in the nick of time. What's the difference between an assessment and an appraisal? Um, an assessment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you talking about like when Sharon goes and does her like CMAs and stuff like that? So, so a comparative market analysis? No. So I'd be saying an assessment as in the town assessment. Okay. So a town assessment is, so they use what the past two years of typically, sales, yep. typically in sales. Um, you know, so, you know, it's the average sale price in that market for that town um, to assess the value of your home. So that's what you're going to be taxed on. Um, so you know, that you might have this grandiose house and all this stuff, whatever, but it'll, it, it does factor into it somewhat, but um, because somebody from the town, you know, could come to your house and assess, assess your house and put a value on it. And that's what you're going to be taxed on for the year. But an appraisal is, you know, an appraiser will come to your house and, you know, sort of go through, not with a fine tooth comb, but like they do ask questions, uh, you know, usually the realtor is there. Or if you're doing a prize, private appraisal, um, they'll ask, you know, the homeowner a couple questions, you know, any Recent updates, updates yeah. any updates that have been done to the house and, and stuff like that. Um, and they'll go back six months. So they, they compare apples to apples. So um, if you live in a Cape, they're going to look at the past six months where of capes in that town, uh, usually within like a two mile radius, right? Yeah. Um, you know, to, to, One to get two, that yeah. value of, of your house. Um, of course, with towns that don't have a lot of sales, it's a little bit harder and they might have to go back or make their, their range radius, uh, a little bit uh, bigger, but, um, that's sort of the, the difference, difference between those two. Did do, I do you have right? to have an appraisal with every job. sale? No, no, you don't. We've talked about waived waived appraisal contingencies on this on this show, and I'm glad people aren't doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and disclaimer, PSA: I'm really glad people aren't doing it right in this current moment yes, in time. Yes, yes. But if you do want to ask us a question, you can call George at the studio seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero, and he will connect you to us. Or you can go on Facebook Live and send us a comment there. Who wants to give out their phone number? Because Sharon usually gives out their phone number for text messages. Oh, I feel like this is going to be me. 774-444-7761. Yes, that is a real phone number. We get the question every time. Yes, it is. Um, but Google yeah. me. It's, Google it's it. there. Google it. Um, yeah, but that's that's sort of what an assessment is versus um, an appraisal value. So... Absolutely. Usually if, you know, if your house is on the market and somebody is going for a mortgage, typically, you know, an appraiser has to come out to, to see that the value of that loan that they're going for is there. Yeah, that's exactly it. The, the difference between the fundamental difference between an assessment is one is being done by the town um, and an appraisal. So assessment is being done by the town and an appraisal is being done by a private party hired by a bank essentially. Yeah. Um, and their operating procedures are completely different. So and the 
the value may be very different. Exactly. So a lot of times, and I know you probably get this mm -hmm. questions from your clients all the time. Well, why is the listing price so much higher than the appra uh, the assessment or the mm -hmm. assessed value? And the truth is the two just do not correlate in the way that people think that they do. It's like when people look on Zillow or Trulia and they sort of get what they think that the value of their house is, but Zillow and Trulia aren't coming into your house and looking at everything that you've done or everything that you haven't done. So it could go both ways. It can undervalue your house or it can overvalue your house based off of um, you know the condition. It doesn't keep it it doesn't have, you know, condition or um, uh, location. That's not like a factor yeah. with um, Zillow and, and stuff like that. So difference between a broad range, like a broad range spectrum of housing versus a very niche market or, yeah. or a very hyper local. Value. Well, also when, I know this is sort of off topic, but when you're, you know, putting a value on the house, when you're putting it on the market, you also have to think about a very specific type of property. Mm -hmm. um, so it might be a little bit harder. I mean, we had a, a property on the market for a while, um, you know, two years ago. It, oh yeah. And it was an antique and it had an industrial kitchen. It was just very specific to a buyer. So yeah. it can, it can be a while to get an offer or you, you know, might be flying off the shelves. We've said it before. What is the true definition of value guys? Value is whatever buyers are willing to pay for a particular property at a particular given point in time. Yeah. Right. Okay, back yeah. on topic. Back on topic. Okay, do you want to continue on with yours? Or and no, I want to ask you questions too. What's the difference? I'm between doing a, enough talking in between. <laughs> what's the difference between a pre-approval and a pre-qualification? Um, so a pre-qualification is essentially a so a broad range. I go on I go online or I provide a lender with very basic information about me. Um, and based off of that information, they can issue me saying like, based off of everything that you said, I'm going to take your word for it. We can issue you a pre-qualification. Um, so I'm telling them I'm making $80,000 a year. You know, I have a steady job. I might have an 800 credit score, but they're not actually fact checking any of that. So, um, and the different, and a pre-approval is we've, we verified your W-2s to make sure that you make that 800K. We have looked up your credit score and pulled a credit report on you. We have, did I say 800K? Because I, or 80K. Because <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm living in a million millionaire world, but that's not for sure. Um, but they've essentially verified all of the information that you're giving them so they can issue you a, a stronger pre-approval letter stating that, you know, they have they've looked into who you are essentially and and you know that everything that you're telling them is true and you can truly afford these things um as a listing agent and even as a buyer's agent we always suggest when you have the time to get a pre-approval letter cuz you're going to be stronger in your offers um when we're presenting them to listing agents or when listing agents are reviewing them um a pre-qualification would be something you would use kind of in a crunch mm. like it's Sunday night and a and a, a offer deadline is six p.m. and you have an hour. You might mm -hmm. you might try and get a pre qualification. And I think pre qual. I think like Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Pre approval. Like, I think local lender local, mm -hmm. that you've spoken Bank. to that you've kind of had a relationship. With you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think. And we are as 
agents, I think, were very critical of the pre-approvals or pre-qualifications that we're getting, especially now. And what we just came off of the spring market that was very, very fast paced. And we saw a lot of buyer's remorse. Um, so it's important. It's a factor for sure. Yeah. I won't get too much into it because we could do another show on that. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, as a listing agent, when you see an offer come in with a pre-qualification, when do you think? No way, Jose. No way. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, not even, so, I mean, if, if it was a really, really good offer and still kind of outstanding everybody else, I'd probably have a conversation with the lender to just try and see and or if they could get pre-qualified with one of my own lenders, somebody mm-hmm. that I, I have a relationship with and I know can kind of back up what they say. If I wasn't experienced with that, with whoever the pre-qualification came through, but it's kind of like a red flag, like a relationship red flag, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love all those uh, memes going on right now with like the red flags. <laughs> oh, I saw a fun buyer's agent one that was red flag. Oh, you'll have to send it to me for the, for the, the newsletter yeah. this week. But um, all right, what is the difference between the monies and escrows and your down payment at closing? You're asking me, you're asking Kristen. Either one of you. Do you want the so, buzzer? I'm sorry, what was it? <laughs> The, the money, difference between the monies that you put in escrow, so it's with your offer and the purchase and sales, and then the monies that you bring to the closing for your additional down payment. Well, if you're putting down 20%, that would be your down payment. Mm-hmm. And if you put down with your offer, typically we ask for, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred with the first deposit. And your second is typically maybe five percent could go up to ten percent. Yeah, usually usually say like a three to three to five. Yeah. As a safe bet. And but that goes against your down payment. It's mm-hmm. kind of a big mm-hmm. umbrella. And then, you know, who whoever the listing agent, the brokerage will hold the escrow, which will be that five percent, three to five percent, which is the first deposit and the second deposit. The first one is just good faith that kind of seals the offer. For a time. (laughs) I actually like the way that you said that it goes against. So it's like a tally sheet. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're putting down 20% and um, in total, right, over the grand scheme of the transaction, and you put 5% total down as your escrow funds, then you only have to make up 15%. Exactly. Um, And I always tell my buyers, I don't, you know, unless of course it was our, we, we had the listing. Um, I don't typically want the other brokerage holding much more money than they really have to, what I feel comfortable because my fiduciary responsibility is with my buyers. Mm -hmm. So if something went wrong, I don't want them holding a whole 20%. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? As opposed to, you know, 5% is still a lot, but you know, it's it's more manageable. If if a buyer hires an attorney that is sort of savvy Mm. in this world, they'll see that, you know, in the offer, it's like 20% down and they're like, no, 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 we're changing this. Like, so I have a loaded question with that. Okay. Why in this industry do we see people put down more than 5% at purchase and sales agreement in escrow funds? I think there are a couple answers for that. One could be um, the agent's fault. It could be that the agent isn't sort of savvy and knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, the other could be that they're trying to prove that they have skin in the game and they are trying to outwin everybody else. So proving how serious they are about the property. Proving how serious they okay. are, uh, you know, because they have a potential, they, they could potentially lose that money 
or, you know, split the difference or whatever, something could happen. Um, we've seen it and, you know, it's not always pretty, but, you know, you could, you could lose that money and the, the seller could keep it. Um, but were you expecting a different answer? No, no, I, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I, you just hit a point and I think it's important to mention that. So the escrow funds that you put up whilst they are, they are protected, right? They're protected by your offer and they're protected by your purchase and sales agreement and the contingencies that you have within those two agreements, um, purchase and sales superseding that. So it depends on where you're, where you're at. But technically, if you violate any portion of that agreement, right? the escrow funds are at risk. And that's what you're talking about, losing your deposit. So Mm -hmm. when we're saying we only try and put down potentially 5% and we don't really advise doing much more because we're trying not to risk all of your down payment money, but still prove that you are um, very financially capable. Mm -hmm. And also how much you put down as a down payment is also, uh, you know, dependent on what kind of loan program that you're going for as well. Yeah, so it might you might not be able to afford to put 5% down, but you are able to afford to buy something. So those are those are conversations that you have to have with your loan officers to see like where you sort of lie in that. And then there's, you know, there's programs with zero dollars down yep. or you put the money down, but you get it back at closing. You know, there's, there's programs really for everybody. Um, you we should do a whole program on loans and all the different types that are out there. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. there's so many. We got to get a loan officer or two on here again. Um, I know a good. Don't one everybody come in. running at once. We just <laughs> ask the hard questions. We just ask the hard questions. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, anything else with? Oh, well. Also, just because I am the person that does all of our escrow deposits here, we are supposed to keep them in a non-interest bearing escrow account. So that is a separate account. We don't commingle funds. That's um, a big no-no. It's a, a separate account with our bank that um, we don't make any money off of. So it's a non-interest bearing account. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see. Anything else we want to talk about with for, uh, what's the one. difference between, oh, so buyer's agent versus seller's nope. agent? Um, contingent versus under I agreement. Think a, I think that's a good one. Yeah, okay. that is a good contingent one. Contingent versus it. under agreement. We get this all the time because if somebody's searching on Zillow or Realtor or Redfin, you might see something that's active and then all of a sudden it's contingent and then it's gone. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's sold. It means that um, it went from new. It probably has an accepted offer. It's if it's contingent and it's contingent based upon it may be home inspection. It or, has some sort of contingency where it's like it might not move forward, but it might. <laughs> That's <laughs> like my robot voice. Like, probably will. Yeah. I always say let's just keep an eye on it. Yeah. You know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's important too. Um, we may have a lot of listeners who um, haven't haven't secured an agent yet. So they're just kind of dabbling on Zillow and looking mm-hmm. and then you think it's gone. But if you have an agent like myself or Mary, <laughs> who will do the background work for you and kind of keep it. If you, if you loved that one, you felt like you missed the boat, we might keep an eye on it and then it will come back on market where we can kind of dig happen. a little deeper. So I think that's important. And then under agreement means that a signed purchase and sale, it's kind of that next step. So that's, that's a little not, bit more. Sorry. That's when 
And we see this a lot, actually. That's when we see on the third party sites, typically when in our MLS system, which is the multiple listing service, that's where the hub of, of all in the South Shore, really, um, in greater Boston area, where if you get a listing, that's where you would put it. Um, when we mark under agreement, it feeds to those third party sites. And for some reason, as of recently, they stopped marking them as sale pending and started taking them or marking them as off market. Yep. So I have a lot of buyers that come to me and say, oh, I wonder what happened with this house. Yep. Like it's off market now. I'm like, it's not really off market. It just means it's under agreement. So yes, it's off market, so to speak, but the sale hasn't been completed. Right. Right. So that's the difference between the third party sites. I'm going to choke. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to joke. I'm talking too fast. See, I and told it, you I was going to get too excited about this one, guys. Yeah. I did. Um yeah, I that was MLS was one of the acronyms that we were going to get to, but um but yeah, so spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert. Sorry. Um but yeah, anything else with this section that you want to talk about before we move on to oh, the acronyms? Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> First one on the list. Um, okay, so uh, we'll we'll just move on. So we'll talk about this sort of. Okay, what? Go ahead. I think we should talk about the difference between a buyer's agent and a seller's agent. Okay, well then I gave you the opportunity, and you, well, because we can go through the acronyms it. pretty quickly. Okay, go ahead. The only reason I'm bringing <laughs> it up is because. I think there's a misconception that if you're a buyer's agent, you can't be a seller's agent. Um, so my prime, so take Sharon and I as a team. Sharon's primary role on our team is as the seller's agent. So she works a lot with new listings that we have coming on. And my primary role is as a buyer's agent. So I work with the buyers that we have coming in to help them find properties. But I'm also a co-listing agent to her and she's a co-buyer's agent to me. So what a buyer's agent and a listing agent are essentially is how am I operating at that specific point in time? Who am I representing in any given transaction? And that's the very simple version because it can get very complicated. An agency is a completely different thing that mm -hmm. we can talk about. But just because I'm a buyer's agent doesn't mean that I can't be a listing agent and vice versa. Exactly. Right? right. Did I explain that well enough? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And I think that is, I think that's a great show yeah. to talk to agency. Agency and just, you know, how it how it affects the consumer. Yeah. And how it, you know, how sometimes you yeah. I would love to actually do a show kind of on agency and have listeners or buyers, past clients, anybody um, kind of give us their questions so that we could answer them or even ask us questions. Yeah. Because I think we think almost single, like single-mindedly because we're so used to it, but to have somebody else kind of ask us would be interesting. Yeah. There's just so much with, with agency. There's dual agency. There's a facilitator. There's yeah. all these things that we can I want the tough through. questions. That's what we have to do. We have to set that up. That you want the tough questions to answer? know about yeah, maybe it could be anonymous questions. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. we'll set it up. Okay. <laughs> you guys, that's a show. That yeah. is important, though. Someday it is. It is important because buyers should always be represented. One thousand percent. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. That was okay. my. That was my one. All right. Are we moving on to acronyms now? Yes. Okay. So when somebody sees SF, single family buzzer. Hey. When somebody sees 
MF. Multifamily. <laughs> Multifamily. Eh. That could be uh, how many? In, Duplex. How many, unit, how many units? Three Two. family. Six six unit. 30 unit. Yeah. <laughs> 100, 100 unit. Um, I'm out of my league. <laughs> RNT. Rental. Rental. <laughs> this is like a game now. Okay, so. we don't, Oh, but let me piggyback on that. We don't see a lot of rentals anymore on MLS. Uh, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to do things off market, yeah. but we have this year and I've sent out multiple emails to the office um, and talked to a few agents. We had a lot of people either call or walk in to the office looking for rentals. Yeah, I think the rental game has changed personally. Like I think it's almost more important now to have an agent than it was before um, because there's there's a lot more regulations and nuances and a lot more money that's being exchanged during these lease agreements okay. than I've kind of ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't particularly, or we don't particularly do, me and Sharon, a lot of rentals um, because it just doesn't, it it doesn't happen so often for us. We, we do them very frequently. I mean, not very frequently. We, we do them often for um, referrals, but it isn't our main focus. Yeah, um, referrals or short-term rentals. So if yeah. it's a, a client that is going to new construction and they sold their house, they need some sort of um, you know, interim housing or, or anything like that. Um, or maybe a buyer that's been in, in the game for a while and they just sort of want to give up for a little bit yeah. or just like take a break or they need to move wherever it is that they are. Um, yeah, so but the ones that I of, see, I just, I'm, I'm amazed at how drastically it's changed. Yeah. Um, over the past couple of years, personally. Yeah, but, you know, super competitive had, too. We've had a very big increase of people uh, reaching out, whether it's through our website or coming in or calling um, with rentals. Yeah. And it's always, do you have any agents that do rentals? That's the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you that could be a whole thing in and of itself, people. Just yeah. Saying. And I think maybe not, maybe in not from the South Shore, but yeah. maybe, maybe more Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I just feel like, I feel like owner, renter, um, I'm not articulating. Landlord? Landlords are more inclined to do Craigslist or things because they don't really, you know, they can do it without having to pay the fee. I agree. Which is fine. And that's fine. I pass that on. I'll always help somebody with a rental and not try to get, you know, I don't. Compensation back. Because sometimes it's, it's it's the renter. Right. It's the tenant that right. is paying. Exactly. Um, paying that. So, I mean, it's expensive to to move into an apartment, you know. Mm-hmm. First, last, first security, last security a, a fee, everything. The whole nine yards. Um, so, it, it can get pretty pricey. But, um, all right, back to okay. our... Another show. Another show. Yeah, I think we, we could do a show on everything we've talked about so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, when you see D-O-M... And a number, what is it? Days on market, okay. one. Why is that significant? <laughs> it tells you how quickly um, an offer was accepted, essentially. Um, so typically our our days on market over the spring were very, very short. But now, so short being you'd list on a Thursday, have an accepted offer by a Monday. So you have a four-day days on market. Now we're actually seeing that number tick up and we've did, we've done a show on stats and what that kind of, um, the increase in days on market, how that correlates with price changes and um, prices in general. So that was that was an interesting show. Mm. Um, 
but it is important. It's uh, trend. It's trend watching. Why do you guys have high days on market? You guys, as in me and Sharon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to have a very high days on market because we do a lot of new construction and take um, our new development, Copperwood Circle and uh, Bristol Estates. We had multiple model homes that some weren't even constructed at that point, but we had them listed in MLS as opportunities for buyers to get in kind of at the ground level that would have a days on market of 300 days. You know, we've been at Copperwood for almost three and a half years, February of 2018. And we just accepted our final contract on our final house. Yeah, (laughs) it's a whole chapter of our lives. Um, But that's that's typically why. Yeah, yeah. Hi, days on market. What what do you think? It, that that means that means nothing. It me. means nothing. But what it says what, more about the market than it says about the agent. What could you think about like what style type home location everything could have a high days on market? Well, you nailed it on the head earlier with the antique with the industrial kitchen. If if you have a very particular house um, or a niche house um, that has uniqueness in it in general. Um, We had a beautiful home on a farm. Remember Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. the the hidden hidden acres farm in Marshfield? We had that for several months and it was just about finding the right buyer who wanted to maintain this beautiful farm. Right. It wasn't for everybody. It was something that was going to require. Yeah. It was going to require a lot of always to sell for the most amount of money in the shortest time possible. But sometimes the sellers are willing to wait for the right buyer and the right price. And that's when days on market really doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It really doesn't. Yep. I agree. All right. ACT. Active. Active in what? It means <laughs> it means active in MLS. It means if you called me today, I could go show you that house today. Mm-hmm. What about new? New. New's only new, new for it's seven only- days. No, not even that long. Five days? It's like two. I, I think it's, yeah. No, I think it's days. more. I think it's more. I think it's three now. Three days. It's new. <laughs> three. So it goes from new to, to active. active. Yeah. And hopefully it's CTG. And contingent. It could. There, so here's another thing. Here's another layer here. Uh, it could have an accepted offer, but still say active in MLS. And something naughty. The reason why people do that is because they haven't received the escrow deposit check mm. for the offer that they accepted. So it's sort of like I'm kind of a rule follower. It's binding. Like that. Yeah. It, it. It. Once they get the check in their hands, that's when it's binding. Mm. So oddly enough, I. I I like that you just said that because we had some out of town clients that were visiting last weekend and they sent me a list of nine to 10 houses that they wanted to see Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I started calling all of these agents because I was seeing that they were showing active, Mm -hmm. but they either came on the week before and had open houses that weekend or there was just, I wanted to check, especially because we were actually selling down Cape and out of the nine, only three of them were actually active. Yeah, I so had that. Um, were... I had that problem when you were away um, when you went to Nantucket, um, and uh, I was just trying to set up some showings for Sharon for a couple of your buyers and this one agent in particular was not getting back to me. I left a message that everything. So finally I texted them and they texted me back like, 
eight hours later saying, uh, oh, we've accepted an offer. And I responded with, well, it's still active in MLS. And that's like, a whole nother that show. It had, had like 10 days, like it had been active for 10 days. So I'm like, when did you accept the offer? That's a whole nother show. And yeah. they never responded. That is a whole nother show. They never responded to me, but I'm just letting you know, I know that it was still active in MLS. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell curious. people, I'm like, hey, totally get it. You're still active. Just want to let you know, you're probably still going to get calls. Right. Right. Yeah, but it, the fact that she was so short with me, just probably, how yeah, could anybody like, ever be and, short and with you? You know what? That goes both ways because it's relative. And if you if you want to get your client, if you if it's important to get that offer, you know what? Get that check. Get get it in. So that that actually has happened in circumstances with us because we don't mark contingent until we have the check. And I'm very truthful with agents. Sharon is very transparent and says, "Say, hey, we have an accepted offer. We just haven't gotten the check yet." Mm-hmm. In all reality, if a buyer wanted to submit an offer at that point in time because we haven't received the check, not only do we legally have to present any offer during a given transaction, but technically the contract isn't bound at that point. So if it was a better offer, I'm just saying. Yeah. 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 Not that not that it happens very often, yeah. but just saying. Yeah. I'm gonna skip a couple just uh, for time's sake, but um FISBO. For sale by owner. The owner is trying to sell it themselves. Uh, CMA, comparative market analysis, which is what it it is when we go out and uh, give you a fair market value of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, Sharon has a very lovely presentation. Oh yes, she does. <laughs> I think Mary and I have listened to it. Uh, a I million could rehearse times. it in. I've and, dreamt yeah. that that CMA presentation. Yeah. We could give it to you right now if Do you, you had eight to? hours. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's it's great. I mean, she very very thorough. Yeah, it's very very thorough. Uh, Samuel Horton is going to be uh, doing his all over again. Yep. I believe for his buyers and possibly his sellers as well. I actually think Sharon just revamped mm-hmm. hers too. Yeah, so it's it's good. Have you ramp- revamped yours? Not since COVID. Oh, mm. well, you could. I'm going to <laughs> put a little sunshine in that COVID <laughs> in that COVID um presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So do, 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 do. we touched all those. Yeah, we touched all those. So um, uh, what's, oh, you, okay. Yeah, all right. I'm what? just going back down to legal. Okay. You want to go to legal. Okay. Since you highlighted it, what's COO? <laughs> I only highlighted it because it just happened to me. Okay. So a COO is a certificate of occupancy that is coming from town hall. Um, and that just means that the house is complete. So with us doing a lot of new construction, we tend to lean into what we, from our life experiences. And Friday, we had um, a closing that had been delayed because of the gas company, because of Eversource. They're having a lot of trouble with scheduling right now, but thankfully it happened um, and we were only a day behind. Either way, we couldn't get the certificate of occupancy until the gas line was in so that the plumbing inspector could go out, so that the building inspector could go out and give their final sign-offs. So what the certificate of occupancy is saying is is the town certifying that the house is ready for human inhabitants. If you don't have a certificate of occupancy, you can't inhabit a house, period. That, that trumps everything. Like cash isn't gonna get you around it. It trumps everything. So five minutes left on our show. Oh my gosh. Wait, 
I know you have some stuff you have to talk about. Oh, yes. So um, this weekend on Saturday, um, October 23rd from 9 to 12, we're going to be doing a yard sale here at Boston Connect Real Estate. And we are located at 19 Mattachusett Street, right so in Pembroke exciting. Center. Yeah, right in Pembroke Center across from Stop and Shop next to Shepherds. Um, it's going to be great. So it, we're, we're doing this thing where, um, it, you know, we have a lot of office furniture and, and staging furniture and even stuff from our own homes um, that we're going to be uh, putting into this yard sale. Um, all of the proceeds are going to be going to My Brother's Keeper and Pembroke Food Pantry. Um, the other thing that we are doing for um, both My Brother's Keeper and food, Pembroke Food Pantry is we want to collect uh, non-perishable goods especially now that the holidays are coming up and um, both you know my brother's keeper in Pembroke Food Pantry does a lot um, for the community during the holidays um, so we have this thing where we're going to give you a ticket but if you bring a canned good you pay what you can so every canned good or non-perishable uh, food item that you bring to the yard sale we will give you a ticket and that ticket is good for one of the items in our yard sale where you can sort of name your price. So everything will have a price on it that we set we set for it. Um, but if you have a ticket because you brought a non-perishable canned good or food good uh, for us, you will be able to name your price. So say we put a dollar on it and you're feeling very generous. So you're going to do $2 or $5 or you can only pay 50 cents. You know, you maybe the you opposite. Name it. You could get a Mercedes for Ten dollars. <laughs> we so? we we all have Mercedes sitting in our. Yeah, never know. Sharon doesn't even have a Mercedes mm -hmm. anymore. So <laughs> you never know. You never know. Come by and see if we have a Mercedes, even though I just said that we don't. Um, so yeah, we're going to be doing that. We're also doing a uh, jack-o'-lantern contest. So like we do every year, our annual jack-o'-lantern contest for Halloween. Um, you can send your uh, pictures of your jack-o'-lanterns uh, with you and your picture, you and your pumpkin to administration at bostonconnect.com, or you can send it to your uh, Boston Connect real estate agent, um, and they can give that to me. And uh, everybody that comes by our office for Halloween, Halloween, uh, we always do a trick-or-treating event, um, can can vote for their favorite jack-o'-lantern and the top two, so one in the adult category and one for the kids category, will get um, a $50 gift card, either it's, you know, uh, American Express, yeah. yeah. Visa, one of those things. So we do that every year, and I usually in like the twelfth hour, I get, get like a hundred. So I get so excited, too. and I always get so many submissions. Guys, so are we dressing really up hard. this year? Yeah, I have a hot dog costume. So I don't know if you guys want to. Want me to be mustard? Mustard and relish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do that. I have, I, I have that. Um, I have that for a, a party. Uh, I'm a hot dog. <laughs> somebody's ketchup and somebody's mustard. So there we go. We'll just borrow those costumes. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so yeah, those are some fun things that are happening. I'm excited here. about the yard sale. I yeah. That'd be a good. Yeah. So um, catch the three of us and Sharon McNamara uh, this Saturday at our office, nine to 12 for our uh, pay what you can, uh, bring a can, pay what you can yard sale. So yay. I'm so yay. excited. I have, I actually have so much stuff that I had just decided to like kind of yeah. give away. Like I feel like I have so much like stuff too, but I'm like coming off of like a vacation high. So I'm like, okay, how do I get into the basement and get all my stuff 
because now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was going to say to you, like, when do, when do we, when do we figure out like what, how we're doing this? Uh, I guess. I don't know. Good people. Yeah, so there will be, there'll be we'll talk about awesome it at the office meeting. Yeah. Um, the logistics. Yeah. So we have about a minute left. Kristen, this is your opportunity to tell all of our listeners who how you wonderful. are, how wonderful you are, uh, how people can reach you, all that fun stuff. You're making me blush again. <laughs> Kristen Howlett, uh, 617-448-4896. Again. 617-448-4896. Call me. <laughs> your girl. Call me. Beat me if you want to reach me. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank Good you, night. everyone. Thank you. Good night.
Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable here on WATD. And we are happy to have George in the studio. Uh, He is under control with all of the controls there uh, for us. We're also on Facebook, and we are going to be on all of our Connect pages before you know it. I am in studio right now with Miss uh, the newly engaged (laughs) Mary Baker. Congratulations. Thank you. Put down that shiny thing. Oh my goodness. It's so shiny. We've only been waiting for five years. Yes, but hey, it doesn't matter. It was worth the wait. It was worth it. So, so exciting. And it's good to know. And he's known all along. It's just, you know. Now I know. Now you know. Exactly. He was waiting for you to catch up. So, Uh, but if you would like to watch us on Facebook so Mary can flash her new shiny ring at you, uh, you can follow us on my feed, which is Sharon Costa McNamara. uh, So you can go go to Facebook, Sharon Costa McNamara, and we'll have you up on all the Connect pages uh, soon enough. And um, so let's just get personal for a minute. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. No, but just can you tell everybody how exciting or do you want to share? Do you not want to share? No, I absolutely will. I will say more than I think I've been saying this for the past what couple of days now. I'm in a daze. Mm-hmm. I'm in such um, like... It's oh, called it, bliss. It's kind of hazy. Mm-hmm. It's like... I thought I, I, he completely and totally surprised me. I thought I had planned this kind of romantic night out for us. And lo and behold, he had this massive surprise (laughs) that I just was certainly not anticipating, but um, it was in the city on the Charles River. And um, he saw like a little couple of signs during the day, which I thought was really sweet that he incorporated. Just, we both um, believe in that kind of stuff. You know, Mm -hmm. we both have parents that have passed on. So I think that means a lot to us. Um, And what out, when he did it, I actually, my, my first response was not yes. It was, <laughs> am I hallucinating? Is this actually happening? Is this real life? Yeah. Um, and well, then, I love one that you did share with us. We were able to celebrate with you the next night, um, yes. at Holly's and, um, 
thank you again to everybody for inviting us. It was great. And um, I love that he had mentioned, you know, Sam said, you know, oh yeah, do you remember when you were on, you were so tired because mm-hmm. you've been working around the clock and there you are sitting on the bench at the Charles River and this poor kid is like panicked <laughs> because he has a very big ring in his pocket in a Tylenol bottle because the box was too big for his pocket and you guys went for a nice dinner, but you were so tired and he tried to like lean in to give you a smooch yep. and I think your comment was, I'd, I'd rather sleep on this bench <laughs> then give you a kiss (laughs) and I was just being a brat like I was tired and I was going you know and I feel like this this happens like anybody I I I guess you wait for it so long that you convince yourself it's never going to happen and like this could never possibly be the moment absolutely not like (laughs) he wouldn't choose to do this right now I'm being such a jerk and lo and behold he goes all right Mary well the reason I wanted to take this walk is so that I could ask you to marry me and I'm sitting there going no way. Yeah. He slipped me no a Mickey. No way. He slipped me a Mickey. Sorry, but, so uh, congratulations to you and to you. Sam. We're all very excited for you here at Boston Connect Real Estate. I mean, your romance, you know, started here, you it know, did. and um, it's sort of wild the way that it happened. I mean, both of you just being agents and um, a little tidbit when Sam first joined us, his dad had gotten sick and yeah. passed away soon thereafter. And we didn't even really get to know him yet. But when his dad passed away, um, myself, and you and Matt Mahoney went to Sid's uh, services and after, you know, the next morning after you got engaged, because of course you FaceTimed me at 11 o'clock at night and (laughs) I I feel like it was like 11, 11. I'm going to have to go back to that moment and see if it was. But I went by to see Holly, gave her a big hug, like, oh, congratulations. This is so exciting. And we were just talking and she's like, I know that Sid would would have loved her. And Mm -hmm. I said, I believe that Sid chose her. Mm -hmm. So I really do think that that's how how everything happened. So your two dads were up there giving each other chairs Mm -hmm. and they are so excited. Yes. So again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate uh, Roundtable. This is Sharon McNamara. Um, I am here with uh, Mary Baker and uh, Melissa Wallace is in the building. She is finishing up some work. She is trying to get herself settled so she can take a few days off. Uh, So we want her to be able to do that. I had my time this summer. So it's time for you guys to do a little uh, taking some time off. Uh, We just gave a personal message about Mary's new engagement. So if you want to call into the studio, to say congratulations, <laughs> feel free, 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. So that was exciting. Anyways. Yeah, that's if if I sound like an idiot at all during the show, it's because it's been a it's been a couple of days. Yeah, and you're exhausted. I'm still, I'm still catching up. Yeah, it's been a, an amazing couple of days, mm-hmm. but it's, I said to Sharon earlier, I was like, it's kind of nice to just like have a cup of coffee to myself right now. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but- I've been married 29 years. I would love to have a cup of coffee by myself. I love having <laughs> coffee with my husband though. Um, I, I love know. going. I love going for coffee and just taking the dogs for a walk. So we have Melissa has just joined us. I know that she was very busy. She put our agenda together tonight. Uh, we'll let her get settled in here, but hello, Mel. Hello. Yeah, I told everyone you're stressed because you're going away. <laughs> That's always how it happens. That's always how it happens. <laughs> and there's there's no getting around it. You mm-hmm. say you tell the universe you're going away and then forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's like everything happens, everything good happens all at once, right? Yes, it does. It does. 
Um, so anyways, I thought tonight we would talk about new construction and all things new construction. And um, I thought the reason why we would do this is a couple things. I mean, first of all, you went away. You basically are the one who, um, you know, for our team, you are the sort of the director of all of our buyer, you know, the buyer yeah. agency side of our uh, of our team. And I had to do that. And I, 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 I'm, it, it comes back like right now, but <laughs> I haven't really done that in a while. You know, I showed yeah. up at a new construction house and I had on some like suede little booties and it was all mud and I was like, wasn't Oh, thinking. you weren't, yeah. I had my new car, so I don't have my like new construction like hunter boots in there. But, um, but I did put in an offer for somebody. The new construction is not one of our developments, um, but we're just finishing up Copperwood right now. We have one left in Bristol Estates and that's over a million, right? Yeah, I'd probably, yep. It'd probably be about 1.1 1 .1 when it's when it's listed. It's going to be beautiful. I went by there the other day, yep. and uh, we have a new subdivision that's coming up. We have 88 units uh, coming up in West Bridgewater. You do. Um, there's mostly duplexes, but it's going to be really nice. Really by nice Stonebridge. duplexes. Though. Yeah. So the design I've, is really nice. Yep. And I've been doing new construction for a very long time, so my career really has uh, been molded around new construction. Mary, when you started with me, I was in the middle of a project, yep. so uh, you learned right out the gate with that. Um, but it was interesting because I put in an offer for somebody with new construction and I put in some contingencies and um, our offer didn't get accepted, but I know Melissa has a full lineup here, so I won't jump ahead. And we're dealing with something right now. We are the listing agents on this yeah. property and there are so many things that are out of our control when it comes to new construction. It makes it really, really difficult. So we're going to talk about a few of those things. Just some things to keep in mind. <sighs> that was a lot of talking. <laughs> that was a lot of talking. Lots of talking waiting for you here, Miss Melissa. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I know. Um, hey, oh, here's another thing. Let me interrupt. So you haven't been here in a while because Melissa and I did a Saturday show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this I think I've missed three, missed three shows. Three shows yeah. yeah. So Melissa and I did it and, uh, you know, Liz thought she loved our show on that Saturday. <laughs> just saying. It wasn't, it's not against you, Mary. <laughs> she just thought that it was, uh, it was, it was. Sometimes the banter is really there. Yeah. Sometimes it really flows. Well, we had three callers. Oh, we yeah. did. We, yeah, had, we had three, three callers. callers. Yeah. Oh, I remember I, telling me that. Yeah. So Tuesday night's got to pick it up with the callers. I know. I know. Yeah. Well, really, we had four because Tamika called. Too. Oh, yeah, Tamika. Oh. So, um, so all the gift cards are going out and mm -hmm. we're having, nice. having fun. So, yeah. So, if you want to call in tonight, you can get a $20 gift card to Dunkin' Donuts or yep. Starbucks or Mary Lou's or I'm going to McDonald's to get somebody a gift mm -hmm. card. So, <laughs> okay. if you want McDonald's and you can go yeah. hang out with Frank, yeah. uh, you know, just, just give us a ring. Yeah. 781-837-4900. All so right. Tonight, topic is we're all talking new. new construction. Yeah. So, why don't we start off? with um, those of our listeners who are considering new construction. So what are the major benefits of choosing new construction? Nothing quite smells like new construction. <laughs> like a new car, like new yeah. construction. Isn't it true though? It is. You walk in there, you smell the stain, you smell the paint. Yeah, I am um, like, actually, we, we built a garage a few years ago or a couple of years ago and we did the, um, the sideboard and the plaster this past week. Yeah. And, you know, I went into the garage and I was like, oh, it smells like new construction. Yeah. So I love the smell of new construction. So that's one thing I like. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have said that in our five senses. Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. go. Yeah. You smell, you smell mm -hmm. it. But Mary, why don't you take this one? Um, so, I mean, benefits, I think the 
biggest or the large or the two largest. One, you're designing your house kind of the way you want it in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of builders are going to get away from that, though. Yeah, I do. T- I stressful. do too. I mm-hmm. do too. I think there's a lot of. I mean, unless you're doing incredibly, incredibly custom, and that's one thing to understand. I think, and I'm I'm kind of going off on a, a tangent. There's a difference between a semi-custom build and a completely custom build, mm-hmm. um, and then just a builder who's putting up a house, essentially. Mm-hmm. So why don't you tell our listeners what the differences are? Okay. Um, so custom is everything that you hear. So it's soup to nuts. You're ha- sitting down with your builder and an engineer and designing the layout, designing um, everything, mm-hmm. you know, what you want to go into the space, how it's going to look, and then making all of your selections from there. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the big budget, right? Mm-hmm. You found the piece of land. Now I'm going to build the house. Mm-hmm. You want a pocket door here. You want yeah. this open. You want a, you know, angled this shower, which everything. is what we did when we did the in-law. So mm-hmm. with our in-law, it was custom, right? Yep. We had, we had our land. We hired um, an engineer to design the plans. Um, actually, no, Owen designed the plans for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but designed the plan. We tweaked it and made it how we wanted it to be. And then we, went out and bought everything and Mm -hmm. our builder built it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's soup to nuts. And then your semi-custom build is kind of, we're going to, here's, here's the design. Here's everything that we want to put in it as the builder. And then your basic specifications, which is everything that is included in the house. Um, And you might have some opportunities to make changes. So that's kind of what Copperwood and Bristol have been for us, Mm -hmm. right? they've been semi-custom houses. So you can build a house, put up the house, tweak it, maybe move a closet door here, maybe make a bigger shower. Here's our selections. And this is kind of what you choose from, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to a kitchen designer and designing your kitchen from scratch Mm -hmm. or, and you're not going to, you know, um, just a flooring place and picking out all your own tile, all your own hardwood. Mm -hmm. You are very, the builder is very specific as to what is approved in his selections based off of the price that he's given you, mm-hmm. um, what's included. I, go ahead. I was just going to say, I just remember when we first started Copperwood, we had maybe like five or six designs that people could choose from. And mm-hmm. um, and then we expanded that as the community got bigger. But um, I always, and I'm sure you guys always used to say this too, to people who came in, it's like, they've been building homes for so long that like they know what mm-hmm. works, they know what people want. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then they maybe take a design out or add a new design because they know what people are looking for. Time's so change, they right? tweak mm-hmm. things. So, you know, maybe it's not the open floor plan anymore. Maybe, you know, and we, we've talked about that because of COVID and, and trying to make an at home mm-hmm. office and not having, you know, personal space and stuff in the past year, year and a half. Um, so it's just, it's forever changing. Um, so, you know, anybody thinking about joining a new community right in the beginning, it, once it gets to the end and it it might not have the same designs mm-hmm. because, you know, X amount of people chose the same design. So you don't want the same house over yeah. and over again type of thing. That's a good point. I was going to bring that up too, is, you know, there, you know, if you go in and a certain style is what everybody loves, let's just say the Dartmouth, then everybody wants to build a Dartmouth, but the builder, you know, generally speaking, they, 
they don't want all the same house in the cul-de-sac or you know whatever street that you're on. So they like to try to mix that up a little bit. And sometimes the lots will you know prevail anyways, and yeah. that will determine what you can put in. Um, but you are right about the layout changing. I remember when I was the original um, marketing agent for uh, Center Commons here in Pembroke, and it's a 55 plus development. And that's when that first started. But as time evolved, things were changing and in being the tweaked in the layout all along the way. Um, and you know what the good builders, I will say, really do take the advice of their real estate mm-hmm. agent. You know, there are some instances where I think that some builders and developers think, oh, what do I need the real estate agent for? But we're with the buyers all the time. So we know what buyers are looking for. And one of the things I appreciate the most about, you know, Bisher and Owen from Stonebridge Homes is when I first started working for them, actually I met Bisher at an open house and he called me the next day. Uh, He had five lots on equestrian Mm -hmm. and asked me if I would list them for him. And I went through the house and they asked me what my like what I thought and I was like well do you want me to be honest or do you want me to just like sort of appease you because that's just not me yeah you don't know me yet <laughs> but yeah, I know but I'm I was, about to make an impression yeah, I was like I just really feel like you need a closet here when you come in the front door they're like no we want the open I remember Bisher saying we're bringing the Kardashians to Pembroke and I was like well Pembroke can only handle so much but they definitely need a place to put their jackets <laughs> so He's like, I think it will close it in. And I was like, no. So I made, he was sort of dressed up too. I gave him a piece of like cardboard or something that was on the floor and him and Owen are like holding it up so they could see. I was like, look, it's still plenty open. You need that closet. So they put that closet in and then it was then referenced as the Sharon closet. And it still exists to this day. Yeah. But I think that's, that's the nice thing about working with a builder like that, that will take your input. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, our job is to sell these properties and I just pictured everyone walking through this saying, where do I put my jacket? Yeah. Rather get the feedback before it actually gets to the public. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so we went through the designs, obviously never been lived in. So you have that fresh new smell to it. Mm. Um, what about warranty? I was going to say there's all, there always seems to be a warranty. Um, your typical new construction property being built by any builder is going to come with some one year warranty, um, which I mean, they're all very different. So it's no same thing with specs. Like, so your general specifications. So what the house is built out of and your warranty, there is no, you know, one size fits all. They're all different. So I encourage everybody to really read through your specs to understand what you're getting in these houses, read through your warranty to understand what's covered and what's not. Um, and something that I like just to talk about Stonebridge, um, and what they're doing right now is they actually have been accepted, um, by quality home builders. They had to go through like a whole screening process. Their subs had to go through a whole screening process. They're actually able to offer in certain developments, um, an extended 10 year home warranty that's covered by, um, that's backed by Liberty Mutual and through quality home builders. So not only are you getting a property that's brand new, um, you have a 10 year home warranty on it. So if anything does go in those 10 years, um, you can have it fixed and, or if you need to get relocated, you can sell your house with um, a home warranty and whatever that's because it's mm. transferable. So, so that's uh, interesting. One me. thing is um, I'm on Facebook and Steve Cook from Imperial Inspection said, congratulations, Mary. Thank so. you, Steve. I actually heard that Dave, Sam did a home inspection with Dave <laughs> that morning. And he told me he was like, 
anybody I came across today knows knows that this is happening. So Dave, the home inspector, Dave knows what's going on. Dave knew. He was like, my clients know. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, everybody knew. And I was oblivious. But thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, well, the good point though is Steve Cook is on the line and I don't know, it, I mean, not on the line, but he is listening. And maybe if he wants to call in, he can do so. 781-837-4900. Again, it's Steve Cook from Imperial Inspection Services. And uh, he is the one, he's our guy. We got a guy. He's mm. the one we're referring to. But um, what is your take on that? I mean, do you think that people should do a home inspection on new construction? Are you asking me? Yeah. Are you asking Steve? I, I'm, well, I'm asking <laughs> both of you. Anybody. Um, I, yes, I do. I, in general, I do. Um, I have, I think we've come across new construction so much at this point that even, even if you're a second time home buyer, you just aren't aware of certain situations. Mm -hmm. It's just, you have to do it at the right time. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's a mistake that a lot of buyers make is they do it before the house is like completely ready. Mm -hmm. So you get there and you can't test all of the systems or something isn't a hundred percent complete, or they're still working on, you know, tweaking little things prior to them getting occupancy. Because mm -hmm. um, when you gain your certificate of occupancy, that's when your house is really done. Yeah. So after that is when the home inspection should happen. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to, I mean, we say this all the time. I mean, home inspections aren't, they're not just there like to find what's wrong. Yeah. I think that inspectors get a bad rap. You know, they'll say, oh, you know, the home inspector, they just have to show their value. They have to find something wrong. You know? <laughs> I, sounded heard like, that, heard I that sounded like Archie before. Bunker a little bit right I don't, know, right I don't there, know what voice you were going for. But, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's important. You know, this is your heating system. This is your EC units. This, you know, you should change out this filter, this, that. This is your water shut off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's just general good knowledge to have. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's not the same. You're not going to go back to your builder and say, you know, I need you to fix X, Y, and Z. So that's the difference, right? Mm -hmm. When you're doing a resale, you might have a home inspection and go back to the seller and say, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't anticipating that there was mold in the attic, something, something like that. Typically that won't happen with new construction. If it does happen, um, it's usually very minor things. And then everything else is covered under the warranty, typically. 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 I'm throwing <laughs> that in there. I'm, I'm gaining my attorney. I am my yeah. attorney wings. Yeah. Um, why don't we talk about model home versus a custom build? So what is the mm. difference? What is more appealing to buyers? Mm. What have you guys seen That's that, interesting you know, to me. with the past couple of communities you've worked on? Mm -hmm. You want to <laughs> take it? You want me yeah, to take it? You can okay. take it, yeah. Um, <laughs> thrilling stuff. So, <laughs> it is, it is exciting. Yeah. I have a lot of things going through my head, but I'm, I'm trying to be polite and not talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, so model homes are typically the best deals in any development because mm -hmm. they're the builder trying to showcase everything that they can do. And mm -hmm. usually they become come at the beginning of a development, which is also more your entry level for the development when it starts. Mm -hmm. Um, so it seems to be a little bit more affordable. You get more options. You get all the um, options. You get, you get all, yeah, all the options really? that they put into it. Um, the only bad side is you didn't pick any of those options. Mm -hmm. So if you don't like the style flooring they chose, well, too bad. You kind of have to live with it. You know what? Here's how I feel. If I was a builder and, and yeah. I was going to do a whole development, 
I think I would just build them and let people buy them. Yeah. Like this is what we're building. It just it gets, you change it up. You change yeah, it up. Change it. Up. Yeah, but it just gets so complicated. Then you know everybody's on Pinterest, and then everybody you know Mark's a plumber, my husband's a plumber, and you know oh I saw this online and I want to order this, and it's okay fine. Like somebody recently or maybe the beginning of the year wanted to get all their own fixtures and they felt like they could get them cheaper. So Mark's like, okay, that's fine. You can go ahead and get what you want. What you're getting online is not the same quality as what you get through the supply house. I learned that firsthand myself because I was like, Mark, I saw this on this website. I'm just going to order it there. It came in and it was a piece of crap. Oh, really? Yeah. Piece of crap. So it, then I had to return it, which was a hassle. And, you know, he ordered me one from this, you know, I think Snow and Jones. But I think that so everything got delivered. Then this person ordered like this really, really heavy tub. I don't remember some cast iron, something or other. And she called Mark and said, well, the delivery is coming with all of, you know, with everything. And like, where do you want me to put them? And Mark's like, tell them to put them in the rooms that you want them. Like, you know, here's the reason. It, yeah, maybe there is a little bit of an upcharge on some things, but it's because he's lifting them. He's meeting the people. He's taking time out of his schedule. You know, he might yeah. be on another job, but the delivery is coming. So it isn't It isn't like you're making a ton of money, but you have to make something. And then if something is missing in the box, which a lot of times it is, and this is just plumbing. So think mm -hmm. about everything, yep. electrical, everything that you're dealing with, knobs, everything. Then you have to go back to the supply house. You have to get the right one. You have to chase down these parts. My faucet in my house, I wanted um, sort of like the faucet that looks like, you know, like the kitchen, like a industrial. Yeah. They said that we could easily replace the nozzle. I'd get a new nozzle to go with my faucet. It took 16 weeks for this thing to come in. It finally came in. It doesn't just twist on. It doesn't, it doesn't fit. So you, in that time you could have, you could have gone there, had it installed, had the, had a different one break, I, replaced I, it. I could have ordered the whole faucet the, yeah. with that handle. Yeah. Right. And now, so it's just a mess, but you know, then things come in cracked and everything else. And then, you know, and then he doesn't want to be responsible. Hey, I had nothing to do with you ordering all this stuff. So does this faucet go in the main bath? Does it go into the owner's bath? Does it go like where does yeah. it all go? So that's my point about that. I would just, me, I would just build it and they will come. People will love it. I mean, look at, we have resale homes and people love those. Yeah, everybody, well, yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I agree. I agree with you. I think if you have a very specific vision Mm -hmm. of, of a house that you want to build, mm -hmm. you should be going to a custom builder. Yeah. And you should not be going to somebody that is a semi-custom builder or, um, and the only reason I say that is because their prices are based off of the semi, the semi-custom, mm -hmm. right? You're not going super extravagant with really anything. It's, it's good quality, but it, usually tends to be a nice little middle of the road. And I would guess too, my mindset is probably this just because of the market where I'm with low inventory. Yeah. But if we were in a situation where it wasn't low inventory, then I would certainly say, let everybody have their own choice. But yeah. I think when people think of <laughs> new construction, they think of like, oh, that that's my opportunity to customize everything. Yeah. <laughs> you go into it thinking you're designing it soup to nuts when in reality, you're designing it soup to nuts with eight different carpet yeah. choices and mm -hmm. six different tile Which I choices. I particularly like, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give choices. Oh, when we did our bathroom over, what, 15 years ago? I might give Baloo. me all the choices, girl. Oh, we went to Baloo <laughs> Tile. I, Mark couldn't find me. I was out in the car. 
He's like, what are you doing? I was like, look, I'm, I'm getting, I'm having a hot flash right now thinking about it. I was like, we really need that many choices of tile, like honest to God. So he, even when we renovated the office, the old office, even this office, he's like, I'll pick out the colors. I'll do this. He, he came to me and he goes, here are three options. Which ones do you like? I was like, oh, I really like that one. And he just took the other two away. I go, I didn't even get a chance to look. He goes, you said you liked it. That's what we're going with. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it took me a very long time to figure out the paint color in, in our mm. living room. I have a picture of all the swatches that I have. I have more paint samples of gray and blue. Anybody oh, need one? There with the front of my um, house. Oh. I'll, I'll give them to you. How I ended up with powder blue, I'll have no idea. I don't think it looks like powder it's not, blue. It's powder blue. It's, no, it's, Somebody drive by Sharon's house and tell her it's not powder blue. Oh, do you want to give up my address right here? I'm, like, <laughs> no, I'm sure you've no, done no. it before. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so demand for new construction. What is the current market demand for new construction? Mary Baker. Incredibly high. Mm. <laughs> That's a simple, easy answer. Incredibly high. Okay, mm -hmm. so since COVID, have you seen an increase? Yeah, in absolutely. Okay. Mm -hmm. I we So just if you're taking Copperwood as an example, We've been there. We started a 34 lot community. We started in February of 2018. Wow. Um, we opened our second phase in January, February of 2020. COVID hit kind of, we didn't necessarily stop, stop. Um, they were able to, you know, continue semi building throughout. Um, they were still considered essential. They were still considered essential, definitely not at full force. So things did slow down for a period and we were finishing out um, some of our first phase at that point. But once that stay at home order was lifted and people could really feel as if they were trying to get back to normal, I think we took eight reservations in the matter of a week for mm -hmm. the second phase. Yeah, and crazy. that second phase sold out quicker than anything. Mm -hmm. Um and I don't, I don't see it stopping either. You know, Sharon was just saying she was with one of our buyers over the weekend or over last week, and they put in an offer on a new construction property. There is um, an additional couple of lots that are coming up in Pembroke. Mm -hmm. I feel like I go on MLS more and more, and I'm seeing larger new construction developments mm -hmm. um, all throughout the South Shore. And we do need that. I was watching... Um so last week, I took a couple days to watch the... Um California Association of Realtors, they had their convention. And was Lawrence uh, Young in that? No. No, he wasn't. Oh. Yeah, he's my man. But um Lawrence Young, by the way, is the chief economist for NAR, National Association of Realtors. They had other economists on there though. And it was really interesting to watch because well, one of the reasons why I like I wanted to watch California is because everything that starts west comes our way, mm -hmm. usually in a year or two. So um, definitely lots of conversations going on. There was one whole um, class on, you know, affordable housing and how can we have, you know, get more affordable housing. And I'm on the affordable housing committee here in Pembroke too. Um, but just more building is what we need in order to sort of push. We're sort of stuck in this little bit of a funnel. Um, it's just about 6.45-ish almost right now. So we have 15 minutes left of our show. Uh, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with the... Um, the crew here at Boston Connect Real Estate. <laughs> Why are we just the crew? Yeah, just the crew here at Boston Connect Real Estate. Uh, you have Melissa Wallace and myself, Sharon McNamara, uh, the broker owner of Boston Connect, along with Mary Baker. So this is our team. Mary Baker for now. Mary Baker soon <laughs> to Melissa, be born. Like, odd, mm -hmm. Oddly enough, Melissa has been signing my um, 
my checks for the past like several years. Yeah, the is, envelopes. The, 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 no, the, yeah, not yeah. the checks, the envelopes that she gives out everybody. It says Mary Horton. One time she put Mary Baker on it uh -huh. and she like came into my office, took it back from me and she goes, I don't want to subliminally say anything. I have to change it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, like, I, I don't even know why. Maybe you guys were in a fight or something. I'm like, Mary Baker. <laughs> like, you know what? No, I can't put that in the universe. Yeah. Um, and then she has yeah. a nice shiny ring on her finger. Yeah. Um, couple of things though that we did want to talk about. We have uh, some fun things that are going to be going on oh, yeah. around the office. Uh, so Melissa can fill you in. Do you want to fill everybody in on our jack-o'-lantern contest? Yeah. So our annual jack-o'-lantern contest that we've been doing for now five years because mm -hmm. uh, I started it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we get so many submissions too. It's it's really fun. In the like the 12th hour, like, yeah. it's yep. like all of a sudden I show up one day and it's like mm -hmm. a million of them. But um, we are doing a jack-o'-lantern contest so you can submit your uh, pictures of your jack-o'-lanterns to administration at bostonconnect.com or you can send them to your Boston Connect real estate agent um, or your third option is you can come to our office here at 19 Metacusett mm -hmm. Street and put your jack-o'-lantern on display on our beautiful stone wall out front. Yep. Um, we'll put a little candle in yeah. it and we'll light it out. Um, we we want to light up Pembroke Center is yes, what we, we want to do. So um, we want to display your jack-o'-lantern. And then the top two, um, everybody can come by or go on social media and vote and we'll for have, their... Yeah, we can trick-or-treat that night. Well, is it Sunday? So when yeah. will we be doing trick-or-treating? We have to determine that if we're going to be doing trick-or-treating, but Halloween I'll is stay on here. a Sunday. We'll do trick-or-treating here. Um, okay. And uh, so you can come visit Sharon <laughs> on Halloween. No one comes to my house. It's, yeah, no, no one here. comes come. to mine either. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, hang out here with me. We'll drink some tequila and give out some candy. <laughs> we won't yeah. be giving out nips, just candy. <laughs> just candy. We'll give out some nips to the adults. How's that? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're just snowballing here. Uh, but yes, so you can submit your your the pictures of your jack lantern. But the um, top two um, people who get the most votes, um, either in person or on social media, wins a fifty dollar uh, gift card, mm -hmm. uh, Visa, or American Express, or whatever I buy this yep. year. But mm -hmm. and you do kids and adults, right? Yeah. yeah so kids and, kids and and adults. So the kids sometimes because they don't always carve it. So sometimes they just color it color, or decorate yeah. it or, you know, poke things into it. But yeah. so we have a kids um, and then we have the, yep. the adults who, who fight. Jenny <laughs> Wandel always has a, a client that, a client wins. that wins. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm so, recruiting this year. Yeah. So I'm we recruiting. should, everybody should have their submissions in again. Uh, just a picture of your jack-o'-lantern is good. Um, but if you bring your jack-o'-lantern here, that's even better. Yeah. So we'd love to. If you bring your jack-o'-lantern here, we give you a vote. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. We'll give you a automatically yeah. start with a vote. So. Exactly. Um, and then we have um, on October 23rd, which is uh, not this upcoming Saturday, but the following Saturday, uh, we're going to be having a yard sale here at Boston Connect Real Estate right in our front uh, front yard here. We're right in Pembroke Center, 19 Mattachusa Street, right across the street from Stop and Shop. Um, and it's going to be really um, more of a fundraiser, but what we're going to be doing is having a yard sale. So with some, you know, good things, like I have some furniture and things from other offices. We have a caller that. on the phone. Hi, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I, I talked to you uh, a couple of weeks ago um, when, he, when you were on Saturday. Oh, at Rio. yes. How Hi. are you? I have Melissa here with me as well. How are you doing tonight? Hi, good. Uh, like I said, I 
I call you the fun girls, fun ladies, because <laughs> you make the show a lot of fun. Yes. And I happen to hear the replay this Saturday on the senses, on your senses when you come into a house. And that was a funny show, seriously. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, we tried really to we had fun with Kristen. Yeah, we try to keep it. Uh, there are times, I tell you, we sort of go off the rails a little bit. But, you know, we'd like to make it entertaining for sure. No, that really makes it better, in my opinion. I think it makes it better because there's plenty of information. But there's always time for a laugh and a joke and so forth. So, yeah, it's great. So, uh, unfortunately, I'm not buying a new <laughs> brand new home. Sorry okay. about that. But um, I was just going to say, so let's use the senses. So what senses do you use when you go into a brand new home? Because, first of all, I just want to say that uh, like when you go into somebody's home, you know, you had crumbs, somebody had dust, somebody had this and that. Sorry, girls, I'm not fighting you to any of my parties. <laughs> we don't know. You know, you know, that is sort of the truth, though. People um, will sometimes, you know, you go to somebody's house and they think that we're looking around. Even when we're there to look around, I'm not looking at stuff, to be yeah. quite honest. I'm looking at the house. But buyers certainly are looking at all that stuff. But, Mary, do you want to um, answer this question? Like, what are the senses that you would use when you go into new construction? Great question. I think for me, it would be my top two would be touch and mm -hmm. sight. Because mm -hmm. I think you can, mm -hmm. I think you can, um, if you're savvy enough with new construction, you know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think any house in general, but you know, it, specifically new construction, I think you have to pay a close attention to, mm -hmm. a close attention to a lot of the detail. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. um, I am a culprit of, in new construction houses, I tend to run my hands along the walls. Mm -hmm. And that is because mm -hmm. I lived through new construction and plaster is really important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I, I do I do tend to do that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, one thing I was thinking, uh, do these new houses have, like, forced hot air? Yes. For the most, most part, they do. do. But in some instances, some people like forced hot water better mm -hmm. just because of the moisture, because they find forced hot air too dry. Right. Uh, but the, for the most part, I would say that they're all forced hot air. Do you prefer that yeah. or forced I would, hot water? I, I, I would just say this. If, if I was going in to purchase a new one, there's a lot of things to look for. But one thing I would ask if all that ductwork had been covered during construction, because, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of dust in, you know, plaster and whatever can get in those ducts. And I've heard people that had issues a year later, and then they would find out that them ducts were loaded with plaster, you know, uh, dust mm -hmm. and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of a, a good practice to cover those ducts. I don't know if they, you know. If they do that, that today or not. But that is, yeah, that is a good point because a lot of times the first time that the heat or the AC gets put on, mm. we will notice that things sort of do blow mm -hmm. through. Especially um, with the trend of darker floors now, yeah. you kind of see, you mm -hmm. can see a lot, lot of it. You can see a lot of that. Yep. That, that, that's a good um, point, though, because even in resale homes, you know, ductwork with um, like a lot of people who have allergies, if it's forced hot air, if there's mm. cats, and dogs, mm -hmm. they have a really, really difficult time in a house with forced hot air yeah. because uh, that's a good suggestion to get them. I'm going to have my ducks cleaned out soon, too, because I just had my all my floors in my house resanded. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm going to have them all done. Yeah, that's a good Get a reputable person to do it, though, because <laughs> there's mm -hmm. a lot of people that 
kind of say they do it. I just listened to other shows over the years on on things like that, and they don't do a thorough job. So, you know, yes, just kind of. <laughs> I, I, you're very thorough, so I know you're going to do it. Anyway. <laughs> I, yeah, some people say I have an A-type personality. I don't know how true that is, but very. What's my team saying? Very, yeah. very, very type A. <laughs> well, we're so hey, glad. That, and you called us last, so we have a yeah, gift card you, going um, out to you, are too. You, I'm sorry. Are you Tom or Walter? Yeah, I'm Tom. Yeah, Walter Tom. was the first okay. one. I, yeah, I, I had called prior. I didn't know you, you were giving the gifts away. I would have called you anyways. It wasn't about that. <laughs> I had the number before Walter off the top of my head because I, I, I like to talk to Tom Williams. And I I dialed the wrong number. <laughs> and so Tom, Walter well, got We're so anyway. glad that you're listening on a Tuesday night now. Now you have something to do on Tuesday. It's like it's date night with the three girls. Oh, here. there you go. Yeah, yeah. that's about the extent of it. Yeah, you, how do you, how'd you know I'm lonely? <laughs> Yeah, we'll start calling you Charlie. We'll be your angels. How's that? The real estate angels. No, <laughs> no it's just fun. It's just great to uh, get a lot of information on the radio, you know, different programs. And, yeah. But like I said, you girls, ladies, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, it's very uh, informative and, and you're very interesting and you're a lot of fun. It, hey, oh, good talking no. to you. Have a, I'll right. let you go. Now. Have a good night. Thanks, Thank you, Tom. Tom. Have a great night. Yeah. Call back again for us. Bye. All right. How sure. sweet. Okay. Yeah. So Tom is a sweet guy and he called in uh, that Saturday too. So maybe he'll come visit us on Halloween and maybe he'll, mm -hmm. he'll carve a jack-o'-lantern. Maybe. Yeah. So we only have six minutes left. I do want to talk about our, um, real quick, our yard sale that we're going to be having. The yard sale is going to be October 23rd. It's going to be here in our front yard at 19 Madagascar Street. We just have to I think we got that. It. Yep. Okay. Um, so it's right across, we're right across the street from uh, Stop and Shop, right in Pembroke Center. And what we're doing is um, if you bring a can, good, and you can bring several. So it's bring a can, pay what you can. That's, oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. For the yard sale. Yeah, for the it. yard sale. Yep. So we'll have a lot of items, some furniture things, some staging things, a bunch of other, maybe some clothes and things like that. So we're putting some stuff together. And if you bring five canned goods, then great. You'll get five little coupons and you can pick whatever you want at the yard sale. So if I have a chair and I'm like, oh, I want five bucks for the chair, you can say I can pay a dollar. So you pay what you can, right? Mm -hmm. But if you want to pay $10 for it, you can. All proceeds are going to be going to um, the food pantry and they're also going to my brother's keeper. My brother's keeper. So, um, and then we're going to put together some baskets for my brother's keeper for Thanksgiving, which will be uh, sort of fun for us to do. Yeah. yeah. So I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. A group of us are going to go to my brother's keeper in Easton, I think yep. it is, um, and and put together some baskets. Yeah. I have so many clothes to give away. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> yep. so yeah, definitely uh, let us know. So, again, that will be Saturday, the 23rd, October 23rd from 9 to 12. We're going to have popcorn machine out, and we're going to have some fun things for, you know, just around. Um, so, and if you want to bring your jack-o'-lantern, that would be a good time to do that as well. Uh, you can take a tour of our office. Office, but most importantly, it's that time of year when it's more about giving than it is receiving. Mm -hmm. um, so just us receiving your presents will be fine. Uh, but the canned goods will be nice. Yeah, very much yeah. so. So bring a can, pay what you can. Yeah. Okay. Fun. So any open houses or anything you need to discuss? Um, not me. Okay. I won't be here. 
no no not at all but uh i will I make will the rounds this weekend to... melissa goes to all of our open houses for uh our team our agents so i'll do that this weekend um yeah so sharon why don't you you know we only have a couple minutes but briefly talk about why you wanted to uh talk about this topic because you know yeah. purchasing new construction things to sort of consider yeah so we about. yeah just real quick just a couple because we only have a couple minutes here is when I put the offer in this past week while Mary was away this past weekend, uh, great couple. They were really excited about the property. I received the spec sheet on the property. And I don't know if I'm just so used to having something that's really thorough. This was very not thorough. Um, and, you know, you're putting in an offer for a house that's on the market for $679. I knew it was going to go over. So we were willing to budge that up over, you know, the asking price. But as we were going through, and the the realtor, by the way, was great. He was a really, really good guy, very informative, always picked up his phone when I called him. So that was really good. That was enjoyable working with him. But while we were going through, he said, oh, so this is tile. And I was like, oh, do they get to choose what tile they have? Yeah, they'll have an allowance. Great. How much is the allowance? I'll get back to you. Then we'd go into another room. Okay, this is going to be, you know, you can, for light fixtures, you'll have an allowance. Mm -hmm. For faucets, you'll have an allowance. So I heard that a lot. So one of the contingencies in my offer was, first of all, we wanted the permanent certificate of um, occupancy, right? Um, and I just wanted to review and accept what those allowances were going to be. Yeah. And um, ultimately, he said, you know, I had a couple, we did do an inspection for basically, where's the shot? Yeah, informational, yeah. like where's the shot off and everything. Um and I wanted to make sure it was a four bedroom septic. So I put in there contingent upon receiving four bedroom title five. And our offer didn't get accepted because we had so many contingencies. But I don't think our clients regretted doing that. And I, I wouldn't have felt good about putting in an offer without those contingencies because- I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you could go there and all oh, your allowance for you know tile is 50 cents per square foot. <laughs> like, what how can, do what, I know? What can you get? And again, I don't know the builder. I'm not saying there's anything bad about the builder. I'm sure he is 100% on board and on par, but I, I my job is to protect the it client. It was just a little too vague. There was yeah, too vague. Mm-hmm. So we do hear uh, yeah, we hear our music. So um, thank you for tuning in tonight to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Welcome back, Mary Baker, newly Woo! engaged woman. <laughs> and uh, we don't know our topic next week, but we will be, uh, well, we'll, we'll be, be here. here. We'll be here. <laughs> we'll be here with something. <laughs> well, you can join us. Go to bostonconnect.com for more information.